0: Away. Oh, say that glad. From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, Publishers and Ministries in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We're delighted to have you along with us today. We're going to open the Bible here, and we're going to spend some time looking at some of the great things that God gives us in His Word. Right now, we're walking through the Sermon on the Mount. That message, recorded in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, is really the most famous sermon that Jesus preached, and it's preserved for us here in the Bible, and for good reason. We need instruction. Whenever you and I become a Christian, there are all kinds of things that we need to learn, And Jesus provided a really extensive tutorial here that will help every single one of us in the way that we go about living after that we've come to Christ. Now understand, salvation is one thing. The Christian life is a second matter altogether. A lot of folks confuse the two. Too many people try to live like a Christian without actually becoming a Christian. You are a Christian when you have trusted Christ as your Savior. That's the beginning of everything. All that is Christian starts with a genuine conversion where we recognize that we are sinners. We admit that to God. We confess the fact that we are helpless and we cannot save ourselves. And we recognize that Jesus went to the cross. He died there on our behalf. And in so doing, he purchased salvation so that you and I could, in fact, be saved. So in his death Burial and resurrection, Jesus made the arrangements that we needed to have made for us so that we could, in fact, get into the family of God. That's the reason why Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, You must be born again. It's not a matter of joining something, it's a matter of trusting Christ, and He then, as we trust Him, He births us into His family, and being in the family of God. Obviously, that means we have a Heavenly Father, and having a Heavenly Father, we are by faith His children, and thus He wants us to live and function in a particular way, and He lays all of this out, and by the way, not everything that Jesus taught is in the Sermon on the Mount. But there are many, many things here to help us. In fact, today, this is broadcast number 20, and we have three or four more to go. But this one today is from chapter 7 of Matthew's Gospel, and it's verses 13 and 14. Now, we've seen a lot already in these studies, just paragraph by paragraph, detailing the things that really are germane to walking with the Lord, living the Christian life, and serving the Lord like we ought to do, as He wants us to do. This passage, verses 13 and 14, say this, "...enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way." that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it." We have a study in contrast here. It mentions two gates, two places of entrance. It mentions two ways. That would suggest various roads, two different roads that people travel after they have entered the gate. And then two destinations. One is destruction, and the other one is life. And then there are two groups. On one hand, there are many who go in at the gate called broad and uh, wide, and uh, only a few, only a few comparatively, go in at the gate that is straight and narrow. Now notice we have here only one invitation. I find this quite intriguing. There's no invitation here to go in at the broad way. There's no invitation here to seek that gate. Very obvious reason. Because we are sinners, we're already on that trail. And we need an invitation to get off of that road that leads to destruction. And so Jesus gives the invitation here, only one invitation, and that invitation is to the straight and narrow way. And Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate. So you and I need to pay attention. Where Jesus invites us, we certainly ought to go. And dear friend, let me just make clear, the terms for getting in are already set. They are fixed in eternal terms. God has defined what it takes to get in to the straight and narrow way, what it takes to get into the family of God. All of that is very clear from the Bible. The Broadway, on the other hand, is easy to find. All you have to do is follow the crowd. They are going that way, and there's lots of folks there already, and you can just see that happening very, very easily. Now, it's not ours to make a gate, but to seek the gate. It's not ours to open the gate, but to find it, and enter it. So you and I need to be on the alert, watchful before we're saved. We need to be looking for that entrance into the straight and narrow way. Now, verse 13 and 14, very, very powerful verses, and let me read them again. It says, "'Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat.' "...because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it." I don't know that you could find a more solemn note anywhere in the Bible than to realize that the huge crowds of this world are plundering their way toward eternity, on the broad way, and it's going to lead ultimately to destruction, or what Jesus describes in another place in the Bible. In fact, in more than one place, he talks about the place called hell, and that is the place of destruction to which this is a reference. Now, when we talk about the entrance into the straight and narrow way, that is really The Lord's salvation that He gives us is no other way to get in to the straight and narrow way. There's no other way to get into the family of God, no other way to get into heaven except by the way that the Lord Jesus provides. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So it is important that you and I find the entrance. And as the Lord seeks us, He'll point the way to us, and He does seek us, every last one of us. Salvation is available to you, dear friend, if you do not have it. And if you're depending upon your church membership or upon the fact that you were baptized or upon the fact that you are a good person, none of that will get you into the straight and narrow way. None of that will get you to heaven, dear friend. It's simply a matter. You need to come to Christ, surrender to Him, yield to Him, put your faith in Him. And when you do, the Lord will indeed forgive you. He'll admit you to the family of God and reserve a place for you in heaven when you die. Now, the entrance is salvation. That's where all of this begins. The second thing that I note here, it talks about the narrow way. That's the Christian life. We begin to walk the walk of the Savior would have us to walk. When we take instruction from the Savior, we listen to what's in the Bible, and we let the Lord tutor us about how to function as a Christian. It's really disturbing these days to see so many people, once they are saved, They maybe find a church, or maybe they do not because they are doing it their own way. It's like, hey, I've got all these ideas about what I want to do. And dear friend, let me tell you something. You need to set everything you know aside. Listen to the Bible. Read what's in the Bible. Now, if your ideas match up with what's in the Bible, then we're good with that. But if you've got a bunch of ideas that you've just come up with about how you're going to do this, you're not going to please God. You're not going to be in the will of God, and you're going to miss out on a lot. You may be saved. But you're going to miss out on a lot if you don't follow the plan that the Lord lays out in His Word. This passage says, then, talks about the life, talking about eternal life, talking about what the Lord gives. The Bible says, he that believes on the Son has everlasting life. And that's simply present tense, means we've got it now, and we will have it forever because it is everlasting. Then the Bible talks here about the wide gate. Now, this is a reference to the fact that people do exactly what I've already mentioned. A lot of folks invent a way that they think will work. They come up with some twist on the gospel, and as Galatians chapter 1 makes very clear. If you start tinkering with the gospel, then you don't have gospel at all. That is a fact that the Bible lays out very, very clearly over and over again. So we need not to invent things. If you think baptism or communion or church membership or doing good or living the great life, all of those things, if you think any of that is the admission to salvation, you're missing the point. You're on the wide gate if you do that. It simply will not work. Then he talks about the broad way. And dear friend, the devil will invent, I mean, he's going to put neon signs on the Broadway enticing. He's going to make everything look attractive. He's going to try in the best way that he possibly can, or I probably should say the worst way. He will do anything and everything to entice, to try to get you to follow the crowd, to go down that road toward destruction because hell is there. He knows he's going there one day, and the fact is he's out here roaming the earth like a roaring lion doing everything he can to entice and to destroy every single person's hope, do all that he can to get as many people down into hell as he possibly can. The devil is a strategist. I mean, he works at it, and he's convincing, he's enticing, and he is absolutely convincing a lot of people. Just go with the crowd. Don't pay any attention to God. I mean, he started that kind of behavior in the Garden of Eden, and he's been at it every single day since. And you and I need to be alert to that. We don't have to give in to that. We can trust the Lord, walk with the Lord, take the Lord's instruction, and there's just all kinds of good things that go with that. If you've been with me here for the last several days and last few weeks, you know when we started in the Sermon on the Mount, that opening passage in Matthew chapter 5 Talks about the blessings that the Lord wants to give. The best of blessings, I call that first lesson that we did. The best of blessings. God has so many good things that He wants to give and He will give if you and I simply will listen to what He has to say. So we enter in at that narrow gate, that straight gate, that gate that is uh, really, you know, it's one of those things, it's constricted. There's not a lot of Variation in what we can do here. In fact, none at all. We have to listen to what the Lord has to say. Otherwise, that old Broadway will be so enticing. The devil makes a lot of arrangements in the Broadway, and the world latches onto that. That's the reason why we have so much tragic stuff going on here in America and around the world. I'm talking about rape and robbery and murder. I mean, things that people do. Why in the world would anybody think of doing some of those kinds of things? Well, it's because the devil is driving them. It's because they have signed up to an agenda that is not God's agenda. Nobody thinking like God thinks. Nobody listening to God is going to go out and rob a bank or a store. Nobody's going to go out and do drive by shootings and that kind of stuff. Nobody's going to try to harm their neighbors or their family if they are listening to God. God is never going to take anybody down any one of those awful trails. That's the Broadway. Lots of crazy stuff on the Broadway. And it's something that you and I need to know when that is happening. God is nowhere in the neighborhood. He has not in any way signed up anybody to do those kinds of things. So we need to know, though, there are, relatively speaking, a few people who find the narrow way. I mean, we have to acknowledge uh, it admits many, many thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps even millions of people. But in contrast to the great billions of people that there are in the world. There's relatively few people that come to the Lord, and the great multiplied crowds of people, literally billions of people, have chosen the Broadway. That is the way they're going, and the Bible says the many take the Broadway. They're not interested in going with God because they are serving themselves, their wishes, their wants, their pleasures, their prosperity, whatever serves them and serves the desire that they have, that's where they're headed. So you and I need to understand. When Jesus offers the straight and the narrow way, and He warns about the wide way, the broad way, that's very, very unpopular. Lots of folks do not want to hear that. But Jesus invites us, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way which leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Dear friend, I hear jokes about the straight and narrow, You and I ought to be serious about it and listen to what Jesus has to say. Thank you for being along today. I do hope that you'll write me a note. Let me know that you hear the broadcast on this station and I will be glad to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at PO Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And do check us out on our website at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.